0: <small> oh, <the> <small> Schalke, du they did it. See the An instant hero. Can you believe it? Who is attacking? No go. No. The comeback is complete. A stunning second half from Schalke. Blau und Weiß sein leben lang. Herzlich willkommen zurück auf Schalke America. Welcome to episode 173 Shock America. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Joining me as always, co-host Jack Megan. How are we doing tonight?
1: Doing okay. Not a victory Monday, unfortunately. And it's Misery been quite Monday. a while. Yeah. Been quite a while since we have had one of those, which is not not ideal. Yeah. Um, but uh potentially something's looking in the right direction. Maybe not. We'll find out. We'll have to hear your thoughts.
0: Yeah, it's uh, English Woche, Uh and obviously all these losses is now i'm drinking on the pod like you right so i got a little uh bolter drink right angry orchard here so hopefully um i'm sure the boys are drinking plenty of this right but uh yeah it's been tough lately it seems um obviously new manager no sporting director all this stuff is going on and now we got english voca which is a blessing and a curse right because we got two games you know here this week tomorrow and saturday then we get like two months plus off because of the World Cup. We're not we don't have a game until January 21st versus Eintracht. That's a heck of a long break, Jack. Um, thoughts on the big break You know, to start this thing off?
1: Um, I mean, first of all, I mean, I, uh, the English of is potentially not great just because of how thin we are at the moment. And so yeah. having that quick turnaround, you're not going to have as many uh, opportunities for squad rotation in terms of keeping people fresh. Um, for these final couple of matches just because we don't have that many people to call upon on the bench with all the injuries. Yep. Uh, so from that perspective, maybe not the best. Uh, also, ending on you know Bayern Munich heading <laughs> into that long break, once again, probably not the best way to uh, end. Not the most positive note you would imagine in terms of how that's likely to go. Um, but the break itself I don't necessarily think is a, is a, is a bad thing. Uh, unfortunately, with this loss, we are at, what, eight consecutive?
0: Yeah, lost seven or eight. Right now. I
1: lost count. Um, something like that uh so you know we've been on the skid uh I, I think it's i honestly it can probably come in a good time and, and will provide rice an opportunity to to work with the I mean I'm sure they're they're gonna be on some amount of break for you know part of this the players that are not involved in the World cup, but he'll have an opportunity to like train with them um yeah. without games and, and you know potentially help really get them organized and um as good an opportunity I think as any manager is going to have. Yeah. Uh, to to implement something early into his time, once again, without the penalty of the games happening in the meantime. Uh, yeah, he would have had, you know, I guess four technically before the break, yeah. which is not like a small amount, but then a lot of time then to, to to work with people. So hopefully they take advantage of that time and it ends up um being a positive. That's how I'm choosing to look at it for the time being.
0: We made the move to sack Cromer at the right time. Had we waited any longer or during the break, it would have really hampered the team even more than what we are now at least now he has a good solid two months plus the four games to really evaluate the players, get them disciplined, like you said, and get them structured. So on this week's episode, right, uh, we're going to talk about giveaways, the um, winners and losers, and then uh, get into the game and get a little bit to English Volca. Uh, first giveaways, uh, giveaway winners, um, Kirk Bozen's fitting because my commanders play the, Kirk Cousins uh, Vikings this weekend which we lost, uh, but he wins the Bolter t-shirt, the Angry uh, Tree t-shirt, and then the bonus giveaway, which is our, um, I wore this last week, Free katuchu Edwin Goodwin, friend of the show, also both these guys are friend of the show, uh, he gets, to, he wins that t-shirt, so both, that, both those t-shirts should be going in the mail. Thank you for all those who entered. So they're the winners of the giveaways. The losers of the giveaways is Shalka, right? Viser. Um, all Visor, he was all over us, right? Be- two beautiful passes, two beautiful assists for uh, for goals. Um, yeah, giveaways led to his opportunistic chances that, you know, obviously led to goals. Again, it's you know, at times, like in this game, where we played well for decent stretches, our giveaways are clinically destroyed against us by, by the opposition. And, you know, Werder did a really good job of that with those – We had numerous giveaways, I would say, but those two key were uh, pivotal to their victory, I think.
1: Yeah, Visor was really good um, in this game. Uh, Not necessarily the tidiest in terms of his, like, pass completion and some other metrics, but um, didn't really matter ultimately because in addition to the two assists, I think he had something like four key passes or something. You know, he created a number of chances outside of the assists as well. Um, So... uh, (laughs) I think in that kind of situation, it doesn't matter what his like, you know, what his accuracy or efficiency was overall because he he more than made up for it. And yeah, he just he was he just looked a cut above everybody else on the pitch in this game. Um both Brayman, I think, and and and, Schalke. Uh, and once again, Tobias Moore um for us, uh starting at left back, not the position that I think it's it just hasn't worked out for him. I'll say that. And and Mitchell Visor this week was was a was I think a, a tough opponent for him to go up specifically. So um yeah, I mean you got to give credit where credit's due. And in this in this particular instance, I think this is a case of a guy just literally outplaying us um, kind of off the pitch. Yeah. So,
0: Player of the match, for sure. Uh, played all 90 minutes to assist. You mentioned the passes weren't that great. 69% passes, but four big chances here is XG or X assists were 0. .46 at 99 touches in the game. Um, he just was everywhere for us, and he had, had the clinical passes against us. But, uh, yeah, uh, key giveaways that they were very opportunistic on, and they put it away um and so definitely you know Yoshida was you know lambasted on that last goal completely beaten by Dukes who had a great finish at the end uh and then on the first goal as well that they they scored on um yeah definitely it just we got to get better at that and that's something hopefully these next two plus months Rice really gets some structured limits these giveaways kind of play a more simple game you know at times I remember during the watch along we were looking like guys like Boulter going for you had a Wide open like square, and he goes for the hardest pass possible through three guys, and like it's not gonna work, dude. Come on, like what are we thinking? Keep it simple. So hopefully we can limit some of our giveaways going forward. Um, I think it will help us in the long run to try to get a point or three going the future and stay in this league. I mean we're all we're pretty close right now with, Bokum, which is not saying much, right? But then after that, I think it's maybe Stuttgart, who's at eleven, so they're about six point gap between us. We got to get better. Um, but yeah, this week is going to be a long week. I think we were talking pre-pod about how Mainz is um, winnable, but like you said, that Byron game looming on the horizon. Whenever we begin or end a a season or or a campaign with them, it's never fun. Never. I mean,
1: I use I use winnable in in relative terms, obviously compared <clears> uh, to Byron. Not, not yeah, nothing has been winnable for us. Uh, recently, obviously. So it's not that I there's not really any reason to be optimistic about mine. For some reason, I just feel like we're going to manage to get a result in that game, though, yeah. um, and, and sneak something. And, you know, mine's decent season for them. Solidly mid table yeah. uh, at the moment. But, uh, you know, all of their wins have come against, you know, basically mid table or lower opposition. I think Gladbach in eighth place. Is is the the highest table team that they've yeah. beaten? No one in the top seven. You know they've they've beaten up on like you know Bochum and, and Augsburg and Leverkusen and and Cologne and teams like that. You know so. Uh, Did they draw Bayern they
0: this f- year? Was that them or somebody else? I don't think they drew Bayern. I'm curious. Um,
1: I, don't I don't think they've played. Talk. I don't think they've played Bayern yet. Fair enough. No, they don't. They don't. Uh, I, t- I, I I'm an idiot. I take that back. The, oh, they lost two, of their, two. Yeah, they, yeah, they lost two games in a row. I think recently it was Bayern and somebody else. Who for um, Wolfsburg, okay, this past weekend. So yeah. um yeah, and they got and they got smacked by Bayern. But that's I mean Byron's smacking everybody, their goal difference is crazy right now. Um yeah. well, like almost like
0: Back more than the plus top.
1: fifteen, I think. Um at the moment. Anyway, uh but yeah, so I, I think that, you know, it's not as if they're necessarily being overly competitive against the better teams in the league. Um, if we're yeah. stay organized. And I think we've been relatively organized under Rice so far and are a little bit more um Opportunistic in terms of taking advantage of some of the, the clear cut chances we do create. Um, I think that you know we can potentially have a chance to, to pull something out of that one.
0: Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. I mean, you look at just this last game here at the at the visor stadium uh against um Bremen, Uh and look at the lineups. So obviously they came out the three, five, two. Um, we came out with a four, two, three, one, a pretty standard one at that. And you know, the starting lineup was pretty much the same. Uh it was same. Other than Toroto. So that was the main difference between this game and the last game is that Toroto started up top versus Poulter in, uh, in the last one. But uh Moore, I mean Foot Mob is a nice website, but when you give more a 7.0 after last game and yeah, it kind of discredits you there. Um, uh, but for the most part, I agree with the ratings. Um I mean, Molette was ineffective completely, Bolter was ineffective. Um <sighs> thoughts on the starting lineup. And this one,
1: uh, I mean, as you said, very similar to last week um, from both sort of like a shape in terms of an initial kind of starting yeah. shape and then also the selection. Um, yeah, I'd have, I don't know, Maybe there's some underlying stats that I missed in Morris performance watching that game. It certainly seemed like he was pretty, pretty atrocious. Yeah, uh, for the most part. So, yeah, I would disagree with that rating as well. Um I think I think both Kraus and crawl were okay in this one uh you know crawl had some some moments I thought Karaman gave like a, a pretty good account of himself relative to some of what we've seen yeah. recently still had some moments too but like he, he does seem to be a player that has the ability to um link up uh and, and make the right decision at times uh, and help kind of facilitate and connect some things we, we struggle so many times to you know to play accurate passes and things break down in transition. And he seems to be able to, um, you know, kind of dance to people occasionally and, and, and find an open player uh, still just not enough service to Torada in general. And it is, and to the extent that he's on an Island all season, I think it's just going to continue yeah. um, had one, I think one really notable chance from, from Molle, uh from a ball from deep that ended up hitting the post. Yep. So pretty unlucky from Torada there, but that kind of service where he's, you know, one on one with somebody in the box and has kind of a clear cut opportunity to, to get something on frame that just hasn't been coming his way often enough in this match or throughout the season. So, um, yeah, it's just it's tough for me to know how much to blame Tirada and how much to blame the situation with the team in general. Um, yeah. It's it's a tough. Posi- it's certainly not the position he was in last year where he where he was getting a lot, you know, more mm-hmm. volume. Um, yeah. So yeah,
0: um, one player I thought that had a pretty decent game compared to his norm, crawl. Uh, uh, I thought he had a pretty decent game. At least he was popping up on the offensive and a lot. He scored a goal in the early in the game. They called it back because of offsides or VAR hey, hate shocker. One of those, um, I guess technically it was the right call, but it's good because even before that goal, he had some shots that came close, you know, going for that Salazar howitzer from deep. Um, and then eventually got the goal that I think deflected off somebody and went in the goal. But at last, the thing was offside. Was the offside of the call? I forget, I forget what it was not right now.
1: Yeah, it was Caraman Was was slow, kind of getting back. <sighs> yeah, lazy. Position. That's right. Um, and I think I think it was Bolter that played a ball into him that he headed out to crawl. Yeah. Um, who kind of took it on the half volley or something, and yeah. it took a pretty big deflection, so it wasn't like he had like some very well placed yeah. shot. But yeah. um, I mean, we talk about that sometimes too, I mean I, we get upset occasionally when when a player like Solidstar is being more wasteful than he needs to be, and potentially you know taking a shot before he's exhausted other avenues on a transition moment that may lead to a higher percentage chance. Um, But at the same time, especially for a team like Shaka, when you're struggling uh, to create clear cut chances on target, sometimes if you have an opportunity like that, you just got to put your laces through it and see if you can get something off a rebound or um, in this case, it was a deflection. And, and, you know, sometimes you make your own luck in that regard. So, uh, you know, hit with a lot of power and, and yeah, nice job from crawl. I would agree. Um, I I think the other shout is actually Matriciani in this game, yes who yes. obviously we've been very critical of at times and deservedly so um even though once again he's i think he's ideally he shouldn't be having to be involved in the starting lineup and this amount of pressure and responsibility should not be falling on his shoulders so i'm sympathetic to him from that perspective uh but was was okay against freiburg and that i thought was yeah. actually like tidier than yoshida in this I one agree. for the most part so i gotta i want to give him credit too because as as you know, not that he was amazing in this game by any stretch of the imagination, but as much as we've beaten up on him at times, I think this was an a, a improved performance. and need to serve some, uh, some credit for that.
0: Yeah, and I, and I don't know if you can even fault Shvolov on either goal. Uh, really, it was just poor defense leaving key shooters, Dukes and Fulkrug, wide open to shoot wherever the hell they want. So kind of hard to block that. But, you know, uh, back to crawl. you know, context is key. Like you said, when we were so critical of Salazar taking these shots, as you put it, you know, at those moments, we were actually pretty good on the ball, getting a lot of chances. And so here you have options to pass that have been working and you're not doing it. This situation, like you said, is like we're creating absolutely nothing. And so the fact that someone's taking any kind of shot towards the goal, that's a positive there. So, you know, context is always key in that. And, yeah, I, I agree with the Matricianity shout. Absolutely. You know, we as critical as we've been, he has come up fairly decent in the last couple games. Uh Would he be better utilize coming off the bench? Probably, but we don't have that option at the moment, right? Who are we going to bring? kolachek or whatever his name is? Probably not. He's not ready. Um, Bruner, I think both you and I have started to not... cooling off on him, I'm going to say. Cooling off on him, because at first, you know, it's good. He's very defensive. He He doesn't get beat often, but his lack of offensive input or output, I should say, is that's the part that's hurting us. And it seems like we're always trying to focus down the left-hand side, whether Moore wasn't doing it this weekend, but typically down the left-hand side and the right side seems void of anything. He did have a couple moments in his game, especially after some substitutions, right? Um, but for the most part, I've been cooling off on Bruner. You've been cooling off as well.
1: I don't know if I would characterize it as cooling off at him. I don't think my opinions changed on him that much at all. It's no. that, but it is, it is kind of what you said is that he, for the most part, he's defensively solid, um you know he's able to put pressure on uh, the opposition and he's usually not the one that's getting burned but just yeah, yeah this so far the season has very rarely offered anything going forward you know last year with with you know the revolving door that we had at the right back position it was frustrating but it wasn't as big of a deal because we had really consistent play from the other side yeah. um of the pitch and so whether it was Oweon or China they were creating opportunities for us and contributing to the attack Oweon has not had that kind of season so far um, and now he's injured as well, and so we don't have it from either side. And so I think that's why you and I potentially have been a little bit more like, let's give Iden a couple opportunities because you know that he's going to get further up the pitch. Is that necessarily the best thing? Given how you know defensively leaky we were towards the end of the Cromer era, right. maybe not. But you know, um, given how little service we have and how little we've been able to create in general, at some point you got to kind of like look at some of those overlapping runs from a fullback as highly desirable. Um, an opportunity to potentially get, you know, some cheap crosses into the box um, and, you know, for opportunities for, you know, bolters for really the good with his head as well. We've seen that repeatedly Bolter yeah. score a number of like glancing header goals and everything. Um, yeah. So, and Toronto is not bad in the box. He's, he's, for, he's weirdly like bad in aerial duels in other areas of the pitch, but he's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway. Yeah. Um,
0: well, we talked about that on the air, right? How he said, Polter is actually pretty good compared to Toronto in terms of Holding up the ball, air, especially the air play, and like if you find a way to get both of them on the pitch, where you feed it to the Poulter, he holds it up for Tarota. Tarota, I mean, Tarota does some good things, but the aerial duels is where he seems to struggle, right? And is pretty good at it. And Poulter's really good uh, at those, and we've seen a couple goals already uh, in the last few games where Poulter uses aerial ability to assist somebody. I think he assisted on Drexler's goal uh, in this one as well. So. If you can find a combination of that, because certainly that's where Torta is lacking. If he's lacking in anything, it's his aerial ability to win the long balls from Sholoff.
1: Yeah, no, I'd agree. Um, And I think it's just, yeah, in this game, we actually, we had a decent number of shots that we took just very few of them on target. Um, So you can see that, you know, we're, we're just struggling with the talent that we have on the pitch at the moment and also to create, you know, higher percentage chances. Um, So, you know, not, not the highest quality of the chances that we are trying to get on, on target. Um, I don't know if that's a personnel issue that can be addressed in in January. um, If you know Rice can continue to improve things uh, as he beds in and spends a little bit more time with the team, Um, you know, because of the selection that's been taking place under Rice, I think we're finally getting close to a to a point where we can say that we have kind of a fully formed opinion on a lot of the players. Guys like Mole and Caramon, for example, are not getting a significant run in the side early in the season. It was kind of hard to judge what we had there. Um And, you know, Poulter as well, to some extent, very early in the season. I think, I think we're getting a good look at all of these people now. And um yeah, it's just, it's difficult to know, like if the solutions are there in the squad, I think, I think it's probably that we just need, you know, some of our top tier guys back from injury. We need Zalitzar back, you know, he's such a game changer. We need, you know, we need on in good form and, yeah. and, and back. And, Stuff like that. Um, would also be interesting to see if we see Florian Flick at some point. Um, Danny Lotza, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those are two guys that early on, obviously, small sample size here with Rice haven't um, been favored, but
0: yeah. Um, you talk about the shots, we had 19 shots in the game, only three on target. <laughs> not That's a not good, good
1: percentage there, yeah.
0: That's not good. I mean, they had 11 shots and only five on target, but two of them went in goal. It's funny because you look at the XGs and they're at a one04 or we're at a 1.38, and you're like, what the heck. When you look at those shots on target, XGs for the shots on target, they're 1.74, pretty much, you know, the two goals were 0.94. You know, so we had one goal on three shots on target. We need to shoot more on target. We know, you know, while we giving credit, I guess you want to call it credit to Crawl for taking shots, you gotta, like, we, like, we yelled at shots all these times, get it on target, force the keeper to make a save. And it's not just him, it's, it's numerous guys that were doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, those statistics, you know, yell in your face i dare what that some of the issues is uh for the club but um yeah the first goal obviously uh full crew what a beautiful pass was it gruev or i forget who had that cross field pass? yeah
1: i believe it. i believe it was yeah
0: such a beautiful pass and uh divisor visor yeah and he back you flicks it to full crew who was, was wasn't marked of course um complete breakdown by our defense yeah
1: team and and you know it was interesting because the few minutes before that Verder Bremen had started kind of attempting these these uh, like cross field diagonal switches of play that were working pretty well and we were allowing them to find some space and get you know some an easy way to advance the ball for them. like things would get bogged down and they'd suddenly turn and there'd be Somebody on space on the opposite end of the pitch, that be able to just kind of direct it to. So that was that was it was kind of coming. Yeah. And then finally, yeah, the the Gruev one just happened in rhythm. It was a ridiculous pass. Like he gets like, the
0: play, kind of right.
1: Wasn't like it wasn't like a half volley off the bounce with his left foot. Yeah. Just laced like it was a beautiful ball from yeah. Gruev. And then Visor was just you know his pace yeah. was great. <laughs> Takes it all the way to the end line. He beat uh,
0: more on that play, or Yoshida. I think more. it was
1: more. Yeah, I think yeah. It, I did think it was more. He just yeah. burned more um Yoshida I think came over to try to help uh Shvolov came out and kind of sold out for for visor and then that left the angle open for the goal because he ultimately cuts it back yeah. full runs onto it um potentially could criticize somebody like Kraus um for not like kind of sprinting all the way back in the box um because there was a period of time once visor kind of cut deep and he kind of like held up and then the ball ended up coming out and you have to you have to wonder if he'd kind of continued his run into the box if he would have been there to potentially challenge full krug. Um, as he was shooting that, but I mean, anyway, just, that's another thing I wanted to mention anyway. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's, it's a well-worked play from them. It's, it's, yeah, it's unfortunate that we couldn't kind of, uh, clamp down on that once it looked like they were once again, doing those diagonals and then having some success with it. Um, it didn't seem like we learned our lesson the first couple of times that they managed to pull it off. But, uh, at the same time, credit to visor, once again, credit to grow for the ball. And then, you know, full Krug is. Full Krug's full Krug, man. You give him yeah. you give him opportunities like that. He'll put him away. Uh, yeah. He's he's a, he's a good striker. Um, and that was you know, I trailing did, the play, running onto it, kind of easy finish.
0: Easy, easy for him for sure. Um, I don't think it was this game. I think it was a Freiburg match. Um, where Tobias Moore's brother, I believe, came out on social media and was like. Rice has put, I think it was Cromer too, but oh no, I think it was about Cromer. This is probably before Rice got there. He's like, Cromer keeps putting more at left back. He's not a left back, he's not a defender. He's getting beat and making it look bad. And you saw it in this game. I think, had that been a left back like Ooyan or Chalanolu, maybe, um, it wouldn't have gotten beat as bad. I mean, it doesn't mean they won't get him beat, but more didn't look like a defender there. He's not a defender, he's a winger, um, and that is you know stark evident of like why he shouldn't be at that position um and you know it's a good question in the chat about the Shaka have the defensive midfielders that can sniff out attacks in a four two three one i crawl has that has that i think we do i, I think I do we do kraus and flick i think can do it and they have the offensive ability to kind of spring the passes they just everybody around him seems to be struggling and their giveaways by everybody is killing the team. You know, we can't seem the whole possession, but I I think we do. Maybe not lots of, And
1: I'd, I'd probably make the argument that defensive midfield is our strongest position right now. I agree. I think you'd be, I think you'd be more comfortable with, with any combination of flick crawling uh, Krause over almost any other position that we have on the pitch at the moment, whether it's center back or, you know, you know, wide players, whatever. I think that's, an area of the pitch that you actually have some confidence in, week to week, in terms of a, like a higher floor baseline performance um, from the people involved.
0: Yeah, I mean, goalkeepers obviously a weakness for us. So no, no one's really high on Sholov. Fairman is, you know, similar goalkeeper. And then say what you want about the, bat, the third stringers, right? And then defense. We've said this numerous times. They're not a Bundesliga level defense. Uh, even our best defense, if you included maybe Kaminsky in there, um, Brunner and Oyan, it's probably still not a Bundesliga defense. Uh, so Bundesliga, or the defense is absolutely a weakness yeah,
1: for you, us. You, you have Brunner, who's whatever. You have a post prime yeah. Yoshida. You have Matriciani, who's not a center back. Although Max potentially. <laughs> yeah, Kraus, like Crawl Max Meyer, anyway. Um, uh, who who isn't a center back, although no. potentially should be. Um, because I, I think that we've been
0: yeah.
1: probably more critical of him in, in the right back world where where his lack of pace is Correct. exposed a little bit more. Um, it, it doesn't seem like he necessarily reads the game terribly all the time or anything like that. I think I think he's actually looked better since he's moved to the center spot. And then yeah. more as you know, as critical of we've been is that we've we've repeatedly said that, that we don't want him playing there. Well, we were talking about getting him on the pitch earlier, it was like a double stack, right? With OE at left back and then right here. Occup- or yeah, exactly. Like, you know, a, a tarada Bolter partnership up top and then more at like left mid mm-hmm. you know so he can whip in some crosses that kind of a thing um yeah it, it just it seems like every time we've seen him at the left back position it hasn't worked out and both managers have done that now so i don't know what they're seeing in training or or whatever to make them think that that's that, that's a good idea um and we talked about Shannon Oakley was playing with the U20s right yeah the under weekend?
0: 23s like, yeah.
1: yeah he was he was fit he was available i don't know if it was you know Rice was upset about the penalty that he conceded in the cameo last week. And so he didn't include him in the match day squad or what the deal was. But like with Oweyan injured, there's no options. From once again, from a distance, I feel so much better about Chen and Oglu than Moore in that position. So I'm just yep. it just seemed like a very surprising decision to me that I kind of disagreed with. Um hopefully Moore is able to stay positive, and hopefully we get to see him in positions other than that. Cause yeah, I mean if If what the report that you mentioned is correct, and he you know, a family member whatever was like being critical of where he's getting put, I'm sure I'm sure that's obviously coming from the player and yeah. um you know, whatever. Sure. but uh, yeah, more more can contribute. He has the ability to, but uh at left back, more is less.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. um next week or the last pod before the big break, I'll bring up the tactical pad. We could talk a little bit more about the about the positions uh, where we think people can fit and stuff like that. Uh, but I think, like you said, I think our defensive midfielders are probably our strongest suit right now, especially given that toronto's not score many goals. Bolter isn't either. Um, These are probably our, our strongest position. Uh, Flick and Kraus are probably our number one and two. But Kral is very aggressive, can do a thing. And, and has is the captain, obviously, and, and, and has the experience. You know, the attacking... The attacking side is where we lack the creativity. Salatar was is our, our main guy, and even he's not that creative. He just has the the heart and the and the tirelessness in him that he can constantly go at it. Uh, Molet has some moves to him. Larson hasn't has yet to impress. Boulter needs the right opportunity. Right, we saw that last year. He was fantastic last year. Ten goals, ten assists, or something. Uh, Teroda obviously was his thirty goals. He needs to get some service. And Karaman, I think we saw glimpses of him on the wing. Can do some things. You know, he's. Well, he's not fast. It's deceptive enough, and he has the passing ability to create some things. But by far, I think defensive midfielders are, are our strongest position in, on the team.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, it, it, it this is this is kind of a depressing way to view that. But once again, it's it's just that when I look at our squad every week, that's the area where where I'm never just concerned. I'm never like, oh god, yeah. who's going to be starting in there? How are they going to play? Yeah. It's 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 where you see like you know like a you know, a Larson or a Caramon or a Mullet. you know, somebody that's in there and you're like, uh, you know, not exactly sure how I feel about that player yet and where they're, you know, that kind of thing. It's the center defensive midfielder position is usually, um, a place of, uh, relative confidence.
0: Segway. Another area we worry about, are the substitutions, right? Um, we saw this under the Wagner area, how we had to wait forever in a day for a substitution game. They usually wait until the 85th minute before someone come on. Um, and with Rice, the first couple games, they took a little bit long. But this game, first substitution wasn't until 64th minute when Boulter got hurt, and you brought any and, and he came off for Larson. Um, but then after that, we didn't get another substitution until after their second goal where we talked about Visor uh, with the nice pass over the top pass over Yoshida and, and Dukes with the nice cheeky finish. He scores, and then Drexler comes on. Um, and then like, the third substitution didn't come to 85th minute. It's like, what are we waiting so long for? for this
1: exactly yeah i I think when we were on the live stream i think i shouted that out for the first time around like the 57th minute where i was like all right you know we're approaching 60 minutes i think i've seen what i need to see out of the group that's on the pitch right now i'd like to see some changes come in maybe a drexler maybe somebody else you and i were talking about drexler early on yep um and then as you said when he finally does do one it's it's you know close to 10 minutes after that and it's forced by an injury it's not even something that he had kind of planned or was um was doing uh we get drexler 10 minutes after that fortunately and then yeah, we don't even get the Poulter substitution until very, very late, and uh, both of those players, Poulter and Drexler, had an impact on the game. Yes, um, and, and had some good moments, and you know, not I'm not saying it would have necessarily changed the outcome, but uh, they combined for the one goal that we did have, the two substitutes, um, and if they had a little bit more time, maybe they could have clawed something back. Who knows? Um, and uh, you know, I think this it, just to say that now. I mean, like you know, we had we had the shot off the post from Torada, we had a goal disallowed um and despite that still had a relatively competitive you know XG. like we, we were there in this game they yeah. just had um a couple of ruthless finishes um on on a, the you know the few chances that they had uh and the second goal was a little bit yeah cheap which you can last week second, too yeah. same thing
0: against Riper. yeah um i think these last two games what i've noticed the biggest change from schalke on from rice to kramer are the substitutions you mentioned the effect, you know, Poulter and Drexler had when they came on the game. Uh, last week, Tobias Moore and Torota had a big impact on the team once they came on after halftime. Um, so the substitutions, whatever they're saying to them, it seems to be working, but um, it's just that starting 11 that hasn't found the, the, the right mojo yet to click. Um, and an interesting question here in the chat where it says, says uh, what do you guys think Schalke should invest the most in January window?" winter? Not that we have much money. I mean, defense and goalkeeper, I kind of agree with Eric in that. Um and if you find a playmaking attacker, but I argue you could probably go to U23s and get it from the youth team as well. I want to see some younger guys get a chance as well, uh, like Sidi Sané and some of these other guys. What do you think our main focus should be in terms of gaining bodies?
1: Yeah, it's tough because you there's an argument to me that it's the top of the pitch as well, considering that we've scored the fewest amount of goals in the league. But I, th- I think, I think it has to be what, what was said by Eric and, and then also you, which is, you know, the back four, back five, whatever the situation yeah. is. Um, as we mentioned earlier, you look at the starting lineup in this game, um, you know, burner Yoshida, Matriciani, Tobias more and Shalov, that back five combination is not a Bundesliga level back five. And regardless of what's happening further up the pitch, um, I don't think that you're going to uh, survive um, and avoid relegation if that general level of play is not increased a little bit. Um, who knows how that would have gone if, you know, Oeyan and China were healthy and available all season and uh, Van Berg was able to remain healthy and, and was playing along Yoshida. If we had Kaminsky this entire time and could rotate him in potentially, who knows if things would have looked any different or been much improved. But Um, Yeah, I think we have to try to shore up things defensively and then hope that we can find a way through various, you know, system changes with Rice to create a few more opportunities for the players we have. You still like to some extent, you know, Bolter, Tirada, Drexler at the Bundesliga level. Yes, I think they can create goals if the rest of the team is kind of clicking and humming. Um, And, you know, in the center defensive midfield position, once again, you know, Kraus. Crawl like I mean, there's production there potentially as well. Yeah. Um, we just have no wingers, which is part of the problem. Like, like Larson cameo here again. More I thought he was potentially I knew, I thought he was. I thought he was poor again though, Larson in this yeah. game oh, yeah. cameo. Yeah, yeah. He continues to do just absolutely nothing for me, unfortunately, which is sad because people were very excited about that. That signing, Caramon, um, better once again better in this game, but yeah. not super convincing at all. Um, Mole has had a couple moments here and there. Obviously has, you know, the ability to play a creative pass, but he's wasteful at times too. So he hasn't – I don't think any of those guys have really grabbed a hold, you know, of anything and, and said, like, hey, I deserve to be to be playing. So yeah. it's tough. It's a tough situation. I agree. A lot of, a lot of things to address.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree about that. And then uh, to wrap this up, uh, obviously English Volca ahead, Mainz tomorrow, and then Byron, the big game on Saturday. Um Obviously, Byron, we have to play our best game of the season just to you know hang in with them. And that's mostly from a structure or design standpoint. Uh, you know, we gotta make sure we don't give away the big things like we can't do what we did against Verde Bremen, leaving the backdoor passes. They got fast pass guy, fast-paced guys on the on the wings. Um Chupamotang scoring goals, former Shaka player, uh, but I think the main game we need to focus on, I think, is Mainz, right? It's a winnable game, as you said earlier. And um, they haven't been, like, world beaters this season. They've beaten teams in and around us. So we should be fairly competitive against them if we do our game. I mean, how do you see this game panning out on uh, tomorrow?
1: Like I said earlier, I mean, like, I, I, you know, Mainz are having a much better season than we are. But um, they haven't been, you know... uh Grabbing results against the better teams in the league, Um, you know, like once again, the Gladbach in terms of a table position only the Gladbach is the most impressive winner. that's an eighth place team. Um, They've been beating against beating up against teams that are sort of mid table or below. Um, You know, I I think despite the fact that Rice has continued the losing streak and he's only two in his first matches, um, you know, a two nil to Freiburg and a two one to Bremen, both of which were not terrible performances relative to you know what we had been seeing towards the end of the Cromer era. Um I, I think there's every possibility that we could find a way to get something out of the minds match. Um, if we stay organized and are able to just be a little bit more um ruthless uh on the offensive end.
0: Yeah. And some of the key guys for Mainz. We gotta keep it. Obviously, Onisi Wu is someone we know very yep. well. He's a very good scorer. Uh Ingvar has got four goals, mainly coming from the bench. You know, look at his XG's uh, goals per 90, point nine five. So he's he's a super sub basically. Uh Anton Stock, three assists, uh Kyrie Cole, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyrie Cole's got three goals, two assists. So, I mean, this team got some talent there. It doesn't mean the world beaters by any stretch, and we can certainly play with them, but we need to make sure these key guys uh, don't run away from us. We know where they are at all times, and I agree with you about Patriciani, and coming back to that is like he is better as a center back than a right back, um, and if he can – him and Yoshida or whomever is back there – they need to keep an eye on some of these guys, the defensive midfielders as well, the wingers. Everyone's going to play their part, uh, but it's certainly absolutely a winnable game, I think, for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm just not looking forward to the Bayern game where we potentially have four former Schalke players playing against us on the pitch at the same time. Yeah, if you're able to get the because uh, you got Manuel Neuer obviously still there, uh, Joupes, um, who's yeah. just had the strangest career trajectory I've ever seen in my life, Schupps like, Uh, <laughs> and then you have Goretzka and Sané as well um so yeah. it could just be uh, a, a host of former Shaka players feasting against uh, a Nutriciani Yoshida center back yeah. pairing uh could be very very ugly that set 6-2 against Mainz could be uh as bad if not worse against us
0: yeah we saw oh, a worse scoreline not too long ago right uh, and stash trying to make the world cup team uh yeah a lot of guys are uh coming here it's interesting right, we'll see we'll see what we can do tomorrow uh lineups I Would imagine won't change much if anything, honestly. Um,
1: we want city sane,
0: we do free city. Sane. no, we're not gonna start that, we're not gonna start that. We don't we lose. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this one up. Um, yeah, two games this week, and then uh, no watch along tomorrow. Why not? We'll do it on Saturday. There is going to be a watch along, uh, hosted by Shalka and the NFC, NFC, uh, New York City Shalka supporters. Uh, in NYC, I forget the place name of the place now, but Will tweet tweeted out. Uh, check out Chaka US's uh, Twitter page to find out where the location is as well. Um, yeah, Jack, where can our followers find you on social media?
1: Find me at Twitter at JMMANGAN.
0: That threw me there. Find me on Twitter. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I think you said that every I, week, but it's... I, I, I
1: usually said that on the back end. Yeah, I did it up, up top this time. You know, got mm. to keep you on your toes.
0: Keep me honest. Keep the stash honest. All right, very good. You can follow me at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N. Uh, yeah, next uh, pod sometime next week. Last one for a long time, but uh, we'll do a watch along to wrap this uh, first half of the season up. Uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the next uh, video or podcast, whatever. Cheers. <laughs>